everyone, and welcome to episode 7 of the Luna's Galaxy podcast. My name is Emmy, but you can also call me Luna, and I'll be the host of this show. The Luna's Galaxy podcast goes live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcast services on Tuesday, every two weeks. And for this episode, we have three segments, so we'll be covering some gaming news, talking about what I've been playing, and we'll be doing some questions, so no topic of the show for this week, but, you know, I still think we have a lot to cover, so... Hopefully this is, this is uh, lengthy enough. So, before we actually get started and start talking about gaming news, um, I thought it would be cool um, as a way to try and get more reviews on Apple Podcasts if there was a little segment dedicated to it. So, basically what I ask of you, <laughs> if you would like, is if you could leave a five-star review for Luna's Galaxy Podcast on Apple Podcasts, um, type out a little review, just say you like the podcast, you know, give your thoughts about it, whatever, <laughs> and I'll read them on the show. So, um, leave a review, five-star review, and I will read your review on the podcast, uh, before we really get into things. And so I just thought I'd let you guys know, so maybe next week, if you guys are interested in leaving a review, I'll read them here. <laughs> so, uh, if you could do that, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. It actually does help uh, me out a lot within the uh, Apple podcast algorithm and stuff. So, please. <laughs> this, this is my incentive. But here we go. Let's talk about gaming news. So, as I'm sure a lot of you know, there was a, a Nintendo Direct. Um, very exciting, very good stuff. So, this was Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. I don't remember what date that was. But it was a few days ago now. Uh, there was a big 40-minute long Nintendo Direct, and it was really good. It was also very weird, <laughs> but it was a good, fun Direct. So, let's get into some of the stuff that was announced here. So, first off, one of the biggest things, <laughs> the Mario movie. So, there's going to be a Mario movie. Uh, they announced it's going to be releasing, like, holiday 2022. We didn't get to see, like, any sneak preview of it, but we did get to see <laughs> the voice cast, which... I think we all, I think a lot of people had a similar reaction to that when, you know, you're just watching the Nintendo Direct and then you see Chris Pratt as Mario and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, there's a clip of it on my Twitch from when I streamed it and like, genuinely, I, like, I assume there would be, um, you know, these Hollywood celebrities in this movie because that's just how animation goes nowadays, unfortunately, is that there's always the big celebrities that are voicing these fictional characters, these animated characters. Um, so it's what I expected, but I, like, Chris Pratt? Like, I, I understand the celebrity thing. However, Chris Pratt... And I don't know, maybe once we get, like, a trailer for the movie and we see what he sounds like, maybe it'll make sense then. But I, like, right now, <laughs> I'm, like, struggling to picture it and, like, hear it in my mind. Um, the rest of the casting is honestly pretty good. Um, it's, even the ones where I'm, like, you know, it's not, like, a banger, like, it's not fantastic, but, like, it makes sense to a degree, I guess. Um... But, like, Chris Pratt just seems really weird to me. Um, and, like, I really do think that Charles Martinet should have been able to voice Mario in his movie. You know, he's been doing this voice for so many years. And I really think it would have been good to see him voice this character. Because, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think he's the only person that has voiced Mario. At least, you know, in, like, mainstream stuff, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I really do, I really do feel like this could have been really good for him. And... 
I, I just, I feel like he deserves it. Everyone knows Mario's iconic voice, and it doesn't sound like Chris Pratt, so... I don't know. It seems like a weird decision to me. I would have liked to see Charles Martinet do it. Um, but Charles Martinet is going to be doing some sort of cameo in the movie, which I'm kind of theorizing could be like Waluigi or Wario, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. It could just be, you know, some random one-liner from a random character. Um, but like, other than Chris Pratt, the, uh, the cast is actually pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, Jack Black as Bowser specifically, I'm very excited to hear. I think that'll be really cool. And Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys were on Tumblr back in the day, but it really reminds me of when I'd be on Tumblr and there would be like these shit posts of like Hollywood celebrities, like casting for like your favorite video games. Like, this has the exact same energy. <laughs> Of, like, this will never happen, but then it actually happens. And, I mean, it isn't live action, so it is a bit different. It's only voice acting. But, <laughs> it's, I'm very, very curious to see how this will turn out. And, honestly, I'm really excited to see the movie. <laughs> I will probably be seeing it when it comes out, so. But, yeah. New Mario movie casting is very interesting. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, but the next really big thing that was in Nintendo Direct is Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. So they announced that there is still going to be the regular Nintendo Switch Online package that there is now, but in late October, they're going to be releasing the Expansion Pack, which they are going to be charging more for. They, they haven't posted, um, how, like, what that difference will be yet, which, you know, we'll see. I don't think it'll be that much more, because what they're offering isn't that much more. Um... <laughs> But there is the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, and with this, you'll be able to play N64 and Sega Genesis games, which is really, really cool. Um, I don't know if I'll really be playing Sega Genesis games, but I will definitely be checking out the Nintendo 64 games, and um, I'll be playing some of them. I'm very excited. I will be upgrading. Um, so some of the games are going to be Mario 64, Ocarina of Time. There's a lot more, but those are the like the iconic ones that I thought of that are going to be coming out when uh, it launches. And then they were showing some other games that are going to be coming out down the line. Uh, we don't know when, but Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> and Majora's Mask. So there's also a lot more, but <laughs> those are the ones that caught my eye. And I am very excited to play Banjo-Kazooie because I, I know what an iconic game it is. It is a 3D platformer. It seems like the kind of game that I would love. And, you know, I just didn't grow up with it. I didn't have a system for it. I didn't have an N64. Um, and I think it was also on Xbox at a time. I never had an Xbox. So I never got to play Banjo-Kazooie, but I know how beloved it is. And so, you know, finally <laughs> getting a chance to play it is very exciting for me. That That's honestly the highlight of this for me. I'm definitely going to be playing Banjo-Kazooie. And I'm really curious to see what other games they will end up putting out because, um, obviously Banjo-Kazooie is, I think, owned by Microsoft now. And there are other games like Conker's Bad Fur Day that were on N64, but now, you know, rights and stuff. <laughs> so, but I'd like to see games like that. I think there are so many uh, cool games on the N64 that I never got the chance to play. I would like to play more of them. You know, same with Majora's Mask. Um, I'm probably going to give Ocarina of Time another shot when this comes out because I, I've tried to play it before and I just ended up dropping it. Um, and also Majora's Mask. So this is this is very exciting for me. <laughs> like, that was honestly probably the highlight of the direct. I just hope that um, we get some sort of consistency with games and some quality games coming out of this, 
because I know a problem that a lot of people have had with the Nintendo Switch online service so far has been that, you know, there's not the iconic games that people actually want. It's just like these random obscure games that really no one's really interested in and coming out like every every few months just randomly. And it seems like there's no sort of structure or plan, I guess. So hopefully um, it's kind of consistent, some good games, you know. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think also Mario Kart 64 is going to be on there. And there's also multiplayer, I believe, uh, online and I believe also split screen. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited about that as well. So yeah, very, very exciting. If you love N64 games or Sega Genesis games, um, it's probably worth your time to get the upgrade. But we'll see uh, what the price, what the price is, because I, I don't know. I'm going to guess it's going to be ten dollars more ten to twenty dollars more if it's any more than that that's probably pushing it but you know we'll see how it goes because the switch online service is pretty cheap as it is um granted it's not the best online service so i don't mind paying a bit more to get these upgrades because i'm it's not like i'm paying a lot right now <laughs> um but moving on there was also a new kirby game got announced um, I, I forgot to put in my notes what the game's even called, but there's a new Kirby game, and I remember when the trailer started, I was like, what is it? It looks like Nintendo Near Automata, like, the setting. <laughs> it was, like, this city where there was, like, plants growing over everything. Some people were calling it, like, Kirby Last of Us. <laughs> like, that was the vibe. Um, but it looks really cute. Um, I think graphically and aesthetically, it looks really cute. It looks really fun. And it's also looking like it's 3D, like 3D platformer. And I've never played a Kirby game before. But I believe they have traditionally just been 2D, which, you know, 2D platformers are cool, but they're not really my thing. I'm more of a 3D platformer gal. Um, so I don't know. I might have to give this a shot at some point because, you know, I've never played a Kirby game. And I like 3D platformers. So we'll see how this goes. I think it looks pretty good. Um, also, Bayonetta 3 exists. <laughs> um, people have been waiting for this for so long just to hear more about what is happening with this game. Did it get cancelled? Like, what is up? And that was how they ended the direct was with Bayonetta 3. But some people were thinking it was Astral Chain, um, which is still a game that I haven't gotten to. Um, although I do own it. Um, people thought it could have been a sequel to Astral Chain, but it's Bayonetta 3. So, and they also said it's coming out 2022, I believe. So that's, that's pretty cool. So... Yeah, Bayonetta 3. <laughs> also, uh, this is one that I'm very excited for, is Chocobo GP. Now, I don't know why they're calling it Chocobo GP. I'm going to assume it might stand for, like, Grand Prix. I don't know. That's that's my guess. Um, I don't know why they didn't just call it, like, Chocobo Racing or something that's more... Uh, sounds like a racing game. <laughs> Chocobo GP does sound kind of weird, um, but that's what it's called. But it's, I don't know if it's like a remake of Chocobo Racing or a sequel. Like, we, I feel like I don't know much about it, but it looks really cool. And I like kart racers. Y'all know that I love Mario Kart. I love Crash Team Racing. And I'm very excited for this because I love kart racers and I love Final Fantasy. So this is very exciting. This is probably going to be a day one buy for me. Um, also, some people noticed that Steiner is actually looking to be a playable character in this game. So, um... I don't know how this is going to work out if, you know, there's obviously going to be chocobos. It looks like there's, like, white mage, black mage. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I can't remember exactly. There's probably, like, a moogle in there or something. 
Um, but if we could play, you know, a, a racing game with, like, actual Final Fantasy, like, party members, that's really cool. <laughs> um, because we did see Steiner, so are we, is, is Cloud going to be there? Is Lightning going to be there? <laughs> you know, there's so many characters, and I think that could be so cool. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. That is also coming out 2022. And it has online multiplayer, which is... I'm very excited. I'm very excited. This is going to be a fun community night game, I think. <laughs> Um, we also found out there's going to be an Animal Crossing Direct and a Smash Direct. So the Animal Crossing Direct is going to be in October, but they did not give a date for it. And then the Smash Direct is going to be October 5th, where they're going to be revealing the last fighter. Um, so the Animal Crossing one, I mean, I don't, I feel like they have to be adding a lot to the game to have their, like an entire Direct dedicated to Animal Crossing. Um, because so far, there has not been substantial updates, I feel like. Um, we do know that we're going to be seeing Brewster and the Roofs, that was teased, but obviously there's going to be more if they're doing a whole direct dedicated to it, so I am kind of curious. I don't, I don't think it'll get me back in the game. Um, at this point, I just, you know, I would rather wait until there's, like, a new Animal Crossing, or even if they just, like, ported <laughs> New Leaf, or, like, Wild World or something to Switch, I'd play that, but I, I don't know. I feel like my problems with New Horizons would, like, you need to, like, completely rehaul the game, so I, I don't, I don't expect that to happen, so we'll see, we'll see what the Animal Crossing updates are, because genuinely, I don't really know, we are going to be getting the roost, but, you know, I don't know what else it'll be, <laughs> and then, yeah, the Smash Direct, um, Final Fighter, um, they did very, they were once again emphasizing this is the last sort of, this is the last we're going to be hearing from Sakurai about Smash. I'm not a Smash player, but you know, if it's Sora, I might have to, <laughs> I might have to get Smash and see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I'm really curious to see who it will be. We have obviously been theorizing about this for what feels like years now. <laughs> I mean, really it has been years because this is um, the second fighter pass, so this is, we've been talking about this for years. I am kind of excited to stop thinking about it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll see if it's going to be Sora, um, it's going to be Master Chief, Crash Bandicoot, Fortnite guy. <laughs> like, there's really so many possibilities. So, we'll see. We'll see. I am, I'm very curious. And I, I think the unfortunate thing about it is that I feel like people are going to be disappointed no matter who it is. Because they're going to be upset you know, they didn't get the one character they wanted, which obviously I guess some people will be happy if they get the character they want, but, you know, there's only one spot, and there's probably at least, like, five to ten characters that a lot of people are really clamoring to, so, you know, I feel like maybe if it's one of those five to ten characters that people have been really asking for, maybe it'll go okay, but if it's not, I, I don't know how that's gonna go, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Also, this is... <laughs> You might think this is a weird thing for me to mention, but Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition is coming to the Nintendo Switch this holiday, and I'm just throwing this out there because I actually, these games were originally on the 3DS. There was Disney Magical World 1 and Disney Magical World 2. I played them both on the 3DS because, oddly enough, so I went to Disney World, you know, Family Vacation Disney World, two times in my life. In both of those times, um, I want to say like a few months before was when the Disney Magical World games came out. So the first time I went, um, I remember playing the first game on the plane, you know, getting ready to go to Disney, playing my little Disney game <laughs> um, with 3DS. 
And then the second time that we went, I ended up getting the sequel. And, like, I was playing that game on the plane to Disney. And it, it was just, I, they hold a special place in my heart to a degree. And they are also, like, genuinely fun games. <laughs> um, if you like Disney and you're just looking for a sort of cute game to play, I honestly would recommend picking this up. Um, I don't know how much it is going to be. I did try and look that up before I started recording, because I do think that kind of depends on the price. But, um, there's nothing on the Nintendo website indicating, you know, if, is this going to be a $60 game? Is it going to be $40 game? And that's, like, Canadian prices that I'm thinking of. Um, I don't think it's going to be an $80 Canadian game. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be priced like a AAA game. Because it is just, like, a remaster of a 3DS game. But, um, you know, depending on how much this is, you might want to check it out. Because it is a really cute game. You get to customize, like, a bunch of outfits. <laughs> a bunch of Disney outfits. And you get to, like, run a cafe. There's Disney characters. And there's, like, these missions that you can go on. Which are almost, like, I don't know if RPG is the right word. But, like, there's enemies that you gotta get rid of. And there's, like, a bunch of uh, items to collect for your cafe. And to, uh, like, craft your outfits and furniture. There's a lot. <laughs> there's, there's genuinely a lot of content to this game because, um, you know, both games that were on the 3DS, I never, like, completely finished, and I put a lot of time into them, so there is actually a lot of content in this game, believe it or not, so if you're interested, <laughs> if you're interested, I do recommend checking it out, um, and then also, so moving away from the Nintendo Direct, um, there's just two other little things I want to talk about. So, for my I, the Somnium Files fans, unfortunately, there was not any Nirvana initiative at the Direct. That's what I was, like, manifesting when I heard there was going to be a Direct. I was like, okay, give me the Zero Escape trilogy. Give me I, the Somnium Files Nirvana initiative. Like, give me Course Party. Give me Kingdom Hearts. And none of that happened. <laughs> but, um, later on that night after the Direct, actually, um... Spike Chunsoft tweeted out the first picture of the Iba figure. So if you are like me and you have pre-ordered the I, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative Collector's Edition, um, they actually posted a, a picture of the Iba figure that is going to be in the Collector's Edition. It looks really good. So check that out if you haven't already. I'm very excited to have her. <laughs> so I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, and then the next thing, oh god. So y'all remember the show Robot Chicken? You might, you might not. Um, but they basically did a Kingdom Hearts parody, and it was very, very questionable. Um, if you haven't watched it already, you're not missing much. It, it was very weird. It's like, you know, sometimes I feel like parody content or, you know, certain types of parody content should just be left in, like, the 2000s. <laughs> like, the 2000s era, the early 2000s. Um, but it is what it is. It was very weird. <laughs> And I think a lot of Kingdom Hearts fans are like, what the hell is this? Like, there were some people that were like, oh my god, Robot Chicken is, like, parodying. Parodying? Parody? Is that a word? Is doing a parody of, you know, my favorite video game. Um, but it was really weird. It was oddly sexual, considering, you know... Like, I feel like Disney... Like, if you want to, like, make Maleficent be a hoe, I feel like that's fine. But, like, Sora... Like, he's like a baby. Like, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Um, I wasn't a big fan of it. But... It happened. It happened. And I remember, um, forever ago, they did a parody of Final Fantasy, and it was, like, I want to say it was, like, McDonald's or, like, Burger King, but it was, like, RPG Final Fantasy. Anyway. But, yeah, they did a parody of Kingdom Hearts, and in my opinion, it wasn't great, but <laughs> take that how you will. Watch it if you haven't, and see what you think. Um, so moving on, let's talk about what I've been playing. So, 
Um, I have still been playing more Final Fantasy XIV. I don't know how much more I will. Uh, my sub is going to run out early October, and I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm falling out of it. I'm getting that burnout, so I don't know how much more I'll play of it, but, you know, it is what is. Also, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, I'm slowly making progress. <laughs> I feel like every time I record this podcast, I'm like, I feel like I should, like, be further in these games, but I'm not, so... <laughs> It is what it is. And then I was also uh, streaming some more Psychonauts. Got back into that. Um, that was pretty cool. And then also, so to add something new, new to the, uh, the table, does that make sense? Um, to add something new to the table, Yakuza 3. So I've been thinking about getting back into Yakuza for quite some time now, but I just, I was like, I don't, I was never really, it, it almost felt daunting <laughs> to like start a new game y'all get that feeling sometimes, um, but I started Yakuza 3 last night, actually, it was not feeling that great, and I was like, I just, I gotta play something to get my head out of this space, and so, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna start Yakuza 3, and I didn't know what to expect, because I have played Yakuza 0, Kwame 1, and Kwame 2, um, but I haven't delved into 3, 4, and 5, and for those of you that don't know, those are the games that were on the PS3. So, Yakuza 0 through to Kwame 2 are all PS4 games. And then, you know, Yakuza 6 onwards is also all PS4 games. But Yakuza 3 to 5 is like the PS3 era of games. And, you know, granted, I am playing the remastered version on my PS4. Um, but I didn't know what to expect because I don't hear people talk about those games as much. Especially 3 and 4. I have heard a bit about 5, but not much about 3 and 4. So I was like, I like, I hope these games don't suck. I hope they don't like prevent me from continuing with the series, you know? But genuinely, I'm loving this game so much. Um, I played it, I don't even, I, probably like 4 or 5 hours last night. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I got, I'm still in the early game, but I got to like chapter 3 or 4. And I love this. I love it so much. It looks better than I was expecting. Um, like, obviously there is a downgrade from the PS4 to PS3 games, but it's not as bad as I was expecting, to be honest. The characters still look good. The environment still look good. Um, I, I was kind of amazed, not gonna lie. Um, I don't know why I expected it to be so ugly for some reason. Like, this is a PS3, not a PS2 game. Um, but it, it genuinely looks beautiful. And, I mean, maybe Beautiful's stretching it a bit. But it still looks, it looks good. <laughs> um, and also, story-wise, I really like where this is picking up. So, I, depending on what you consider to be spoilers, you might not want to listen for the next few minutes. But um, for Yakuza 3, it picks up right after Yakuza 2. And um, Kiryu is running his own orphanage. And it is so cute, you guys. Like, the first few hours of that game, like, all that I played last night, so, like, three to five hours of the first bit of that game, is, like, Cool Dad Simulator. It is so cool. Like, you know, you're in Okinawa. Uh, Kiryu moved from Kamurocho to Okinawa to open this orphanage. And he's got, like, nine kids. And it, oh, he's, I love him so much. That's the other thing. I forgot how much I love Kiryu. Like, as I was playing that last night, I was like, oh, my God, I missed you so much. <laughs> I'm like, I'll never leave you again. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. <laughs> but um, the gameplay also was another thing that I was like, I don't know how this is going to go either, because, you know, once again, it's an earlier game. I feel like some PS2, PS3 games can feel kind of clunky, but from what I've played so far, um, it, the gameplay, it feels the same as, you know, Yakuza 0, Kwame 1, Kwame 2. It's that same sort of thing. I don't have any issues with it so far, so 
really enjoying the gameplay as well. I was nervous. <laughs> I was kind of nervous going into this, but honestly, I, I like the setup. I like the premise of this one better than I did uh, Yaksa 2. I don't know how much that will continue throughout, but like just getting to play as Kiryu for a few hours with like taking care of nine kids. And there's like these heart to heart moments that he has with the kids. And I'm just like, oh my God, like you're such a good father figure. <laughs> And they're in Okinawa as well, so they're on, like, this, you know, there's a beach right by the orphanage, and it's just, it's beautiful, and Kiryu's always wearing this, like, Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> oh, I, I love him so much. It, it was so much fun playing that last night. Um, and I, I do like where the story is going as well, but I, I won't delve into that too much for spoiler reasons. Um, I don't know how much of, like, the minigame stuff is in uh, the earlier games, so, like, three to five. There is some. I played some golf yesterday. <laughs> it was like main story, main scenario uh, golf <laughs> that I had to do. It's not great, but there is golf in Yakuza 3. I don't know if there's going to be like hostesses, like hostess clubs and all that stuff. But there is some stuff in there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more of this game. I, I love it. <laughs> so moving on, let's talk about the question segment of this week. So because Halloween is coming up, because October is coming up, um, I know a lot of people, myself included, like to play those spooky horror games during the month of October. So, you know, not just the 31st, but all throughout the month, um, we like playing spooky games. And so, you know, we're not in October yet, but I figured now was a good time to get some suggestions out to you guys about, you know, what games you can play to get in that, get in the vibe of October and Halloween and all that stuff. So, this episode's question of the week was, what's a spooky slash horror game? that you would recommend others to play during October? <laughs> Pretty simple question. Um, but y'all had a lot of answers, so hopefully uh, all these answers give you some recommendations and some ideas about what you want to play. So starting off with the Discord answers, we have Trenton. Um, Trenton said, the combination of Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, and Resident Evil 8, Village, are the perfect combination to spook you throughout the month. They're also just genuinely good games. Um, I... I I feel like I'm a bit too of a scaredy cat <laughs> to play those games, um, but <laughs> for, for y'all that are up to the challenge, um, Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8, apparently they're pretty good. They're pretty spooky. <laughs> and then Matt said, ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> if you're looking for a scary game to play alone, uh, of course, suggest Outlast 1 and 2. But usually during October, me and my friends play Dead by Daylight or Friday the 13th. Also, Oxenfree, that's a great one. So, yeah, I think multiplayer games, Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th, um, I haven't played them myself, but they sound, <laughs> they sound like good choices. Um, also, um, I, I know Matt, I think Matt said this to me before, but there's also been other people that have, like, recommended Outlast 1 and 2. Um, they're really scary, aren't they? <laughs> like, like, I do want to be scared, but, like, do I want to be that scared? <laughs> um... I think they're really scary games, so if you if you really want to be scared, probably play Outlast, but I don't know if I'll be doing it. <laughs> and then Falsey said Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. The crying Mario is guaranteed to haunt you. And I, I remember reading this in the Discord earlier in the week, and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I haven't played that game, but I'm just like... What an interesting suggestion. <laughs> so if you want the Crying Mario, I feel like I have to Google that now. Like what 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 does Crying Mario sound like or look like? 
Apparently it's really scary. So check it out, I guess. <laughs> and then Oblivion, also known as V, said Luigi's Mansion. Not spooky, but same vibes. It's a super cute game. Um, I played a bit of the Luigi's Mansion game that was on the 3DS. And I wish it clicked with me better, honestly. Um, it is definitely a vibe, though. It is definitely a vibe for Halloween. So I do recommend it for that reason. Um, I don't know what the one on the newer one on Switch is like, though. So, and then gamer gal Mila said Animal Crossing's Halloween event because horror games are too scary. Um, completely understandable. <laughs> completely understandable. Um, I didn't do the Halloween event last year. I don't know if I will this year either. But um, have fun. <laughs> I have done Animal Crossing event Halloween events in the past, I believe, with like new leaf but i never got to it with new horizons unfortunately but yeah animal crossing halloween event is definitely also a vibe and then adam said deadly premonition has a few scary moments though it's mostly not very scary still had that vibe though great game um i think another sort of vibe game like is the nonary games horror like is zero escape horror i think it kind of is so, you know, similar, I, I think that's kind of what Adam's getting at with Deadly Premonition. Like, there's moments, but it might not be, like, it's not the main appeal to it, I'm guessing. I haven't played it myself. Um, but in a similar uh, light, I would probably say the Nonary games. And then Desi Spark said, there's some RPG games if you want that route, such as Madfather, um, Misao, the Corpse Party series, The Witch's House, and IB. I, I assume it's how I say IB. Ib? Ib. <laughs> We're gonna say Ib. <laughs> um, and yes, Desi Spark, I'm going to be playing as many of those games as I can, so I'll be getting into this a bit more later, but my plan for October is to play as many RPG Maker horror games as I can, because I fell in love with Corpse Party last year, and so I want to play more games like that, so literally everything on your list is, like, in my plan to play <laughs> for October, as long as, uh, as well as a few other ones, so definitely check those out if you are interested. And I think one thing that appeals to me with RPG Maker horror games is that I, like, the visuals I don't think are going to scare me as much. I don't know. I've only played Corpse Party. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's one thing with, like, Outlast 1 and 2 and Resident Evil games where I'm, like, I don't want to, like, see, like, gore or, like, just really scary things. I'm more of a psychological horror type person, um, in some ways. <laughs> but, um, so definitely check those out if, you know, you do want to be scared, but you don't like seeing the really, like, I don't know, creepy creatures and shit. <laughs> and then Captain Redbeard TTV on Twitter said, Silent Hill 2 is one of the saddest and scariest games I've ever played. Granted, I don't play a lot of scary games, but it was very well done. Um, this is also a game that I really want to play. I do, I listen to the Silent Hill 2 soundtrack a lot, even though I've never played it, and it slaps, so you know, there's that. <laughs> but I definitely want to get to this game. Um, on Twitch, I plan to stream Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, and I'm also thinking Silent Hill 2 is going to be the other game that I do in October, but we'll see about that. Um, but I definitely want to get to it at some point, because I've heard so many good things about that game, um, as well as Silent Hill 3, I believe. Um, uh, someone else also mentioned that. Um, but yeah, Silent Hill 2. Definitely got to give that a go. And then Andre G on Twitter. So the Dark Pictures Anthology or Outlast 2, the scariest game ever. <laughs> so if you really want to get scared, Outlast is clearly the series to go. Um, I have heard a bit about uh, Dark Pictures Anthology though. So I might check that out at some point too. 
And then Bad Games Jewel says, until dawn with friends, it's super fun to pass around the controller and be scared. And Mo on Twitter also said, until dawn's probably the best one in my opinion in horror games with choices where characters can die and focused on butterfly effect. Super fun and not too long either. It's even fun with friends and watching them try to avoid making mistakes and decisions. So yeah, Until Dawn is another game that I'm also really considering playing on Twitch. <laughs> I think it would be a lot of fun to, you know, play with others like you guys pointed out. You know, whether you're in the same room or whether you're streaming it, it's like, hey chat, what are we going to do here? <laughs> um, and I never got to play Until Dawn and I've been interested in it for a while now, so I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, there's a lot of games to get to, <laughs> um, but you know, someday I'm definitely going to play hopefully most of these games because, you know, every October I like to do this. I mean, I say that, but I just started last year, but I'm a changed woman now. So every other October from now on in my life is going to be horror themed. <laughs> um, so just some other games to shout out that people mentioned. So Giraffe Town, I've never heard of this before, but I just did like a quick Google of it and I was like, huh. Yeah, so check that out. <laughs> it's a horror game, Giraffe Town. Doesn't sound like one, but um, very interested to hear more about that. <laughs> Um, Night in the Woods, a game that I want to get to forever now. Um, I think I actually have it on my PC, but I just never played it. Um, so Night in the Woods, Silent Hill 3, Little Nightmares 1 and 2, Phasmophobia, Majora's Mask, and Twilight Princess. So those are some other ones that people want to shout out. So my answer, my answer for this is the Corpus Party series. <laughs> um, I really love the Corpus Party series. Um, specifically the first game, I think most people, you know, if you're interested in horror, check out the first game for sure. Um, it is kind of, I don't want to say difficult to come by, but like it is. Um, the Steam version of the game is not the way that I would recommend playing. I haven't played that version myself, but I do know um, the character sprites are like older. I don't know if there's as much voice acting as there is in the other versions of the game. I think there's just less content in general. So um, but there is Corpse Party Blood Covered Repeated Fear on the 3DS, which, you know, you're never going to get a physical copy of that for a reasonable price at this point, but I don't know if the 3DS eShop is still open, but if it is, I would check that out. That's how I played Corpse Party, and I would, that's the best version of it that is available to English, well, not English-speaking people, because, like, you can't go on, anyway. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's probably the most reasonable way to play it that's recent. Um, and then... You could emulate the PSP version, which um, is more similar to the 3DS version than the Steam version, if I'm correct. So that's probably the easiest way to get the best experience with Corpse Party. Um, there is also, I believe it was last year, there was a remastered version that came out on Switch and PS4. And you can make, like, there's an entire option to change the dialogue and stuff to English. Everything is fully translated into English. But for some reason, um, they did not publish it on, like, the North American Switch, like, eShop, um, the North American PSN. You can only get it in Japan. But <laughs> if you want to go the extra mile and, um, you know, get some sort of Japanese PSN or eShop account going and buy it that way, you can go in the game and just change everything to English and you can play it as normal. Um, but that is, <laughs> that, is an, that is an extra hurdle to go over, for sure. But I do really recommend the Corpse Party series. I love it. Um, like I said, the first game, I think everyone should play if they can. Especially if they can get the uh, the better versions of it. 
Um, but also, um, if you do end up really liking it, Book of Shadows is good. Blood Drive, I don't know if I'd recommend that. <laughs> but Book of Shadows is kind of cool if you're into, like, visual novels and you want to know more about sort of the lore of Corpse Party. That was what I really liked about that one. Um, but definitely recommend Corpse Party, for sure. And then my other thing that I want to shout out, because I have done this in the past, is just, just replay the Halloween Town parts in any Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, that'll get you in the vibe. <laughs> so, there is no topic of the show this week. However, uh, I do have, I will give you a sneak peek of what to expect in October for the podcast. So, next episode, I'll be covering the Corpse Party series. Surprise, surprise, who would have thought? Um, I'm going to be giving, sort think of uh, how I did the 999 episode. It's going to be kind of structured like that, where I'll talk about, you know, the atmosphere, just some spoiler-free stuff first, of course. Then, you know, spoiler sections, but I'm going to be doing this for all the games. <laughs> all of the games in one episode. Um, so hopefully that's not too long. <laughs> uh, all of the main games anyway. So there's the main trilogy, and then there is uh, Dead Patient and uh, like Sachiko Sweet the Birthday Party. I don't know. The anime, but I'm not going to be covering those ones. Just, just the main three games, Book of Shadows, Blood Drive, and the first one. Um and going, uh, giving some in-depth thoughts, because I've had a lot of thoughts about those games for some time now, and I need to get them off my chest. <laughs> so, look forward to that if you're a Corpse Party fan. I'm looking forward to it, because I can finally just scream. <laughs> I can finally scream about my thoughts on this series, which is very exciting. Um, and then the other episode in October is going to be dedicated to RPG Maker Horror Games. So like I said, um, my plan for October is to play as many of those games as I can, and then I want to talk about them, um, at the end of the month and, you know, give some of my thoughts on the genre because, like I said, I only got into it last year because of Corpse Party, and so I think it would be fun to play more games in that genre and just, you know, maybe give some mini reviews of some of the ones that I played. So very, very exciting. I hope you guys are looking forward to it. I know I am. <laughs> I, I love, I love this spooky season. So very exciting. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to the Luna's Galaxy podcast. I know this is a bit of a shorter episode, but I'm, I'm sure the next two that are going to come out are going to be a bit longer <laughs> because I am going to be covering, you know, there are topics of the shows, uh, for those ones. Um, but we did still have a lot of news this week, so, you know, <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts right now, five-star review, uh, just type out, you know, I like the podcast or something. You can go more in-depth with it if you want, but, you know, just give me a five-star review, and I will read it at the beginning of next episode, I promise, so please do that. <laughs> I'll be back on Tuesday, October 12th for the next episode where we'll be discussing who knows what. If you want to be a part of the Luna's Galaxy community, you can join our Discord server, which the link is in the description, of course. Uh, you can keep up with me on Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch, where I'm at Games. and I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye! Thank you for listening! <laughs>